is the first podcast of 2021. Normally, I try to uh, eliminate all background noise, keep everything as quiet as possible. But something just happened today, and I'm going to keep my TV going because this is history. Currently, uh, Biden is giving his uh, speech on what's going on on Capitol Hill. And every now and then, I might stop talking. And hopefully the mic picks it up. I ain't gonna have the TV too loud to where it overshadows me. But uh, today is Wednesday, <laughs> January the 6th, 2021. And we are watching history. Uh, today was supposed to have been where they come in and count the uh, electoral votes and announce what we all know to be true is that Joe Biden is our new president. But throughout this whole entire process, Trump has been tweeting, getting his base all riled up, throwing gasoline on the fire, talking about voter fraud and that the Democrats stole the election. And all this time, everybody's just like, oh, he can say what he wants to. It don't matter. It's already done. There's nothing else he can do. And if y'all remember, he did say a minute ago that a civil war would result if anybody went against him or decided that uh, they weren't going to side with him or whatever, which I guess is the same thing. But uh, you get where I'm going with this, because this is all off the top of the head. I'm, I'm freestyling this one. I had all my thoughts together on what my first podcast of 2021 was going to be about. And briefly, um, I just want to give a thank you to everybody that has reached out to my family and I during this time uh unfortunately my mother did lose her battle with lung cancer and she passed on december the 20th so a lot has happened um you know we all came together we were able to lay my mother to rest the services and everything turned out amazing she looked beautiful she looked so peaceful and i wanted to do a whole entire podcast about my mother and I'm still going to do that but today's actions just kind of prompted me to plug up the mic and just kind of talk about it I ain't gonna make it too long but here's where my uh I respectfully disagree comes in that because again like I said Trump's been uh building this base and in my opinion he's been using a racist undertone and he knows how to choose his words wisely to where it just don't come off as just blatant racism to the rest of the uh, country. But to people of color, we know exactly what he's saying. We know exactly what he's implying with his words, but he hides it behind being a patriot. It's patriotic to stand up for your country. And if, things don't go the way you think it should go based on the American way you can stand up and fight back and you can overthrow things to get it to go into your favor. And he knew that he had the numbers. He had the base. They would eat that shit up and they're going to do his dirty work for him. So again, by now, the rest of the world knows what's going on because I've been watching this since probably about 11 30 or 12 and my wife and i we stayed up last night to watch the 
Senate race down there in Georgia. And um, that's when I was just like, you know what? History is, is being made. Like we're seeing more and more people come out and vote than ever before. And that's where I feel like this is this was meant to happen. This was this was meant to happen. Having Donald Trump as the president was meant to happen as well as having Barack Obama as the president was meant to happen. And where I respectfully disagree is at the end of the day, we are seeing the difference. And when people of color come together to protest something and the nation's reaction to it versus when the quote unquote Trump supporters the most patriotic people in the country, Blue Lives Matter, all these so-called people that are standing up for what's right and uh, we bleed blue and this and that and they're, in their eyes standing on principles that this country and their forefathers based everything on. When they go to protest and, and speak and do this stuff, it's different. It's under a whole different set of guidelines and today I was called racist and I'll dive into that here in a little bit, but that's my, I respectfully disagree because I, I honestly feel like we live in two different Americas and I disagree with the notion that all of these people that are out here on Capitol Hill are patriots. These are people that are standing up for democracy. These are people that are doing what's in the best interest for this country and how this country was built. And that, that's far from the truth. That's far from the truth. This is an example of privilege. And I'm going to say it. And I don't, I don't care who don't like it. I don't care who turns it in or whoever. But this is white privilege. Live in full effect right here for the entire world to see. And if anything was shown to me with what happened to my mother, it was tomorrow is not promised. We can all plan for tomorrow and talk about what all we're going to do and this and that, but tomorrow is not promised. You never know when your time is up. So I'm not living in fear, not living in no regret. If something's on my mind, I'm going to say it. I've always been that way. But with this podcast, I said in the beginning that I was going to try to make it politically correct. I wasn't going to discuss politics and stuff like that, because at the end of the day, everybody's entitled to their own opinion. We all are not going to agree on everything. And I thought at some point I possessed the abilities to separate the two. Like me and you can disagree. That doesn't mean that you're not my friend. That doesn't mean that I don't respect what you're saying. I may disagree with you, but I'll definitely open my ears to understand you and your point of view and your perspective. So throughout this whole entire process, it's been a lot of people that I've uh, lost connections to because of our differences on Donald Trump and the way the last couple of years has been ran and a lot of these undertones that I spoke of earlier. But at the end of the day, you're entitled to your own opinion. So if anybody uh, defriended me, then that was their doing. But best believe that if I disagree with you, I'm going to tell you that I disagree with you and I'm going to explain why. Now, 
if you're not mature enough to understand my explanation, then there's nothing else that I can do or say to convince you because you're not even willing to just understand that our differences, you know what I'm saying? Like we just, we just have a different perspective. If you're not mature enough to listen, understand what I'm saying and apply it to what you're saying and not getting your feelings behind it, then we're just on two different wavelengths. And if you mad about it, you mad about it, whatever. But, um, going back to the beginning of all of this throughout this whole entire process, he's, he's, he's had this pot and it was just a little bit of water in the pot in the beginning and he put a little heat under it and as the time went by and he announced that he was going to run for president he had just a little bit more water throw a few little twigs under the fire just to keep it going once he became the actual nominee for the republican side put some more water in now you put a log on the fire and the way he spoke about minorities talked about women, made all these rallies, going to all these rallies and stuff. And it's like, I'd understand if you were going around on a political campaign trail and you're trying to promise these people what you're going to do and this and that. But to me, these was all literally just pep rallies. Your sole purpose was just to go here and get these people roused up, create this bond, almost like a like a mind control. Like, man, if we gonna be honest, man, this this is a damn cult. Like, this is mob like behavior, and that was his intentions all along, in my opinion. So he gets elected, and you would think, okay, well, he got what he wanted. He'll calm down with some of the antics, some of the things he was saying, but no. He doubled down. And if you looked across the country, you saw more and more people started getting comfortable with expressing how they truly feel. Me, I'm from Clinton, Kentucky, small little town down in the sticks. Most of y'all that listen to the podcast, y'all know that. I've said it a few times. And um, the population is, I want to say, probably about 70% 70% white, 20, 25% black, and the rest is whatever. But the point I'm trying to make is it's not a lot of black people. And most people know that Kentucky has always been a red state. Mitch McConnell has always been voted here in Kentucky for as long as I've been alive. I'm 36 and he's been in there 30 plus years. So none of that has changed. So every election year, people are like, man, how does he keep winning? How does he keep getting in there? And if you look at the results as a whole from the state of Kentucky, Louisville, Lexington, up around Bowling Green, they're mostly blue. But they don't have enough numbers to carry the entire state because there's so many little small counties, such as the one where I'm from. And most of these people are, for whatever reason, Republican. And again, I just I I don't understand it because now that I'm old enough to really look at Clinton, Kentucky under a microscope, it's like we don't have a lot of resources. We don't have a lot of job opportunities as far as my hometown. You know what I'm saying? Like, let's just be honest, like to me. And it's not saying that I'm better than anybody or nothing like that. So if anybody that's listening to it, please don't take offense. I'm just stating the obvious. 
like Clinton is just one of those areas now to where it's just it falls right at the poverty line, so to speak. It's like there's not a lot of resources there. And that's why I'm saying like my mother born and raised, grew up there, loved Clinton, refused to leave no matter how many times we offered for her to try to move somewhere else and do things differently. So like a lot of the job opportunities were are no longer there. So we're just talking in terms of uh, economic point of view, like the resources are limited. So when you look at the uh, the ramifications of all of that, it's like your buildings, a lot of those mom and pop stores and stuff like that, businesses are closing. So when I go home to visit, nothing looks the same to me versus when I was growing up. So look, now we got Trump on here. I'm going I'm to pause for a minute. See if we can pick this up. Uh, look, his little speech was that short, telling people to go home and go home in peace. It's like, man, it's been hours of this. Like, and that's where I want to get back to. I know I'm taking a long time, but I'm gonna I'm circle back around and get to what I'm saying. But um, Clinton, like I said, small place, small town. I want to say a little bit under two thousand people. So when you look at the voting results, it was like seventeen hundred people voted for Mitch McConnell, and the rest voted Democrat. So if you do the math, you do the numbers, it boils down to black and white, basically. But I'm saying that you keep voting for these Republicans or Republican because he's been the only one there. But yet your surroundings have not changed. Nothing is being sent to Clinton, Kentucky to better your environment, to better your town. But yet you continue to vote against your best interests. And that's what I'm saying. Like. Again, this ain't me attacking people or nothing like that, but it's like they know who their base is and they go for the uneducated poor people because for whatever reason, they really believe that the Republican Party is their savior. They're doing everything in their best interest and they're these smart businessmen and they do this and do that. And the Democrats are only trying to give out free handouts and all these things that you feel go against your principles and that's why you vote against your own best interests. So that snowballs into where we're at now. I said all of that to say this because it's like his base. If you look at these people out here and I hate to judge people or whatever, but a lot of these people are white. Let's just be honest. They're white. And we're like, dude, Donald Trump is racist. Everything that he's saying has a racist undertone. Every move he makes is in his own best interest. He's creating all these policies that keep the rich rich while they rob from the poor. And we said all of this back in 2016. And I was met with some of the most craziest conversations, some of the most, I don't even want to go into detail of some of the conversations I had with people. And the whole time I'm having these conversations, I'm saying to myself, I'm like, all of these things that he's putting in place, you do understand that you don't apply for none of that, right? All of these tax cuts and tax breaks and all this stuff, you don't even fall into that category. And it's like the average income for my hometown is like twenty three thousand. I should have said that a few minutes ago and that would have put everything in perspective without anybody feeling attacked. Twenty three thousand is the average income from where I'm at, from where I'm born and raised. So that alone should tell you that. None of the things that these people are in favor of include you. Like, in my opinion, to Donald Trump, you don't even exist. 
You're the scum of the earth, but for whatever reason, you fly these flags high, you ride in your trucks and do all this stuff. And now that he lost, he knows now that he done stirred that pot so much and that he done added all this water, then added all these logs. The fire is, is extremely hot. The pot is boiling. Everything's falling over. Like he done what he was supposed to do. So now on his way out, instead of him accepting that he lost, like every other president in the history of this country, he's going to stir the pot even more. And then he's going to kick it over and walk out. And that's exactly what happened today. He kicked the damn pot over. And now this boiling hot water is flowing all over the place. Flowing. Then you got a fire that's out of control now. And while they were going in to vote to count the electoral votes, which that in its own self was ridiculous because they've counted it, recounted it, recounted it again. And there's no evidence of any kind of voter fraud. There's no kind of evidence of any sort that any wrongdoings in regards to the election was found. But yet you got all these Republican senators that were ready to stand up today and object to the count with no evidence. And I'm sitting here watching it all day. And of course, it's in alphabetical order. And they go through what? Uh, where they where they start? Alabama, Alaska, and they get to Arizona. And there's the first objection. And this is where I'm going to give Mitch McConnell a little bit of credit because he stepped up to the mic and he said everything that he was that he should have said weeks ago. This is something that we all know has never been done in the history of this country. You're asking Congress to override the election results and elect a, a, a president. That's never been done before. So now you're you're trying to change the same democracy and the same laws of the land that you out here protesting to protect. And that's the part that don't make sense to me. It's like everything that you quote unquote stand up for, you're going against. And I'm like, how can people not see that? And that's what I'm saying. Like, this is this is cult like behavior. And um, so he goes up there and he he basically has the balls to finally say what should have been said is that Trump is throwing out this information and it's not correct. It's not true. It's not a fact. And we're down here trying to deliberate and y'all are objecting to something that is not true. And you're only doing it because you're trying to score cool points from your political party, Republicans, and you're trying to look good in Trump's eyes so he don't get to tweeting and talking all this BS about you like he's done everybody else that went against him. And that's when you get the breaking news that people have stormed Capitol Hill and actually got inside. And that's why I'm like, OK, this man is throwing a rally. At the same time that they're going through these votes to decide who the president is, in which we all know. And then he's inciting them to storm Capitol Hill. He's getting them all fired up, getting them all juiced up. And then they turn around and go. And the first thing he does is get in his damn car. and He dips because the damage is done. And never in my lifetime have I ever seen anything of this magnitude 
And that's what I want to talk about. It took me 20 minutes to get to this point. That's what I want to talk about. Like, we live in two different Americas. And for the longest, African-Americans have been trying to get people to see things from our perspective in terms of the double standards that apply to this country and the laws of the land. Anytime a person of color is gunned down by the police or lost their lives and was not the the murderer was not brought to justice and people go out and protest and do these things that's out of hurt that's out of anger that's out of time after time the same system that these trump supporters are according to them standing up to protect time after time we're telling them that it's not fair we're telling them that do like the law of the land is supposed to protect us as well. We have a a, a a duty and an obligation to stand up and fight for the same rules and regulations that y'all are standing up to protect. But we're trying to give you evidence that these laws don't protect us. When we go outside, we're afraid for our lives the same way these police officers are saying that they're afraid for theirs. And based on the laws of the land, they have the rights to shoot people, even though it's not justified. And then when you get into a courtroom, every single time, the judge sides with the police officers. They just announced the, the thing in Wisconsin yesterday or day before yesterday. And it's plain as day what's happening. And in today's time, you got video footage of it. But for whatever reason, they keep coming back with no charges no charges. So we're telling people like, look, man, this, this system is flawed. This system is that and this. And what are we met with? Well, you need to get over it. That's a part of being in America. They have a right to trial. And based on the jury of their peers, if they say no charges were found, then you just need to accept it and move on. That's what all of this has been about. So when people protest and take to the streets, I live right here in Louisville. They were down there for, what, 100-something days protesting on, on behalf of Breonna Taylor. And every single day, you look at the news outlets, you look at the the uh, social media, you look on, the, uh, on TV, and all you see is it's a shame that these people keep going out there every single day. They're protesting. What, what, what? They don't have jobs. They don't work anywhere. I wish they would run them over. I wish the police would shoot them dead. Some of the most hateful things that you could ever see with your own two eyes, I sat down and read it. I sat down and looked at every last bit of it like I always do. I always read it. I always pay attention to the overall uh, feel of the room because that tells you everything that you need to know. So time and time again, when I sit here and read these comments and I read the tone of the room, it's always, look at these thugs. Look at these animals. They're out here protesting. They don't go to work. They damage their community. They tear up their property. They should be shot. They should all go to jail. Take them to jail as if we're fucking animals. Like, we're not humans. Every single time. Every single time. And it gets to the point to where it's like, dude, I'm, I'm just, I'm numb to it. To the point to where I've had a lot of debates in my own household about how people should react and how people should do. And it's almost kind of like, man, how many times are we going to be spit on 
before you just realize, you know what, this is just America. This is just America. And maybe I'm in the wrong for just saying to accept things for how it is. And I applaud the people who won't just accept it. They, they refuse to just accept it and keep marching and keep fighting until eventually, hopefully, one day, something will change. But I'm one of them people where I'm just like, dude, I don't I don't see that time coming any anytime soon. So before I sit here and waste all of my days trying to combat a system that time has shown us can't be conquered, I need to learn how to maneuver around it. So I try everything in my power to not even have to deal with it. And I know that's a that's a terrible thing to say or a terrible way to feel because you should always be hopeful. But that's what I'm trying to say. It's like it's so common. It's so American that you almost just have to accept it and you have to learn how to deal with it. And the only thing that I can do is teach my kids how to identify the bullshit that goes on and what they need to do to keep themselves from having to ever encounter it. It's been a lot of times that I've been subjected to racism and people have said uh, racist things to me and I've been in certain ish, uh, situations to where I've, I've been confronted with it. I've seen it firsthand, but I'm saying to myself, I, I can't change it. I can't change it. So here we go now, all these thousands of people storming a building that no regular civilian should even be in. I haven't seen one can of tear gas. Haven't seen one rubber bullet. Haven't seen no damn armored vehicles. No, none of that. And these people are sitting on Capitol Hill, chilling on the steps. They inside, uh, do, there's a picture of a dude sitting in Nancy Pelosi's office with his feet on a damn desk. And they're armed. So damn the rubber bullets. Where are the, you know what? We got to use deadly force because that's what you do to us. That's what you do to people that look like me. You say you're fearful for your life. And you open fire with no questions asked, but yet some reason, thousands upon thousands of people can walk out here with no fear of anything happening to them. No fear at all. And that's what I'm saying. Like this shit is a slap in the face in more ways than one, because what it boils down to is fucking white privilege, period. It's fucking white privilege. The laws of this land were written by you, made for you. And you're going to do everything in your power to keep it that way. I don't give a damn if it's 2020 or not. We would think that in 2020, somebody saying that you just want to be treated equally. That should be the common theme. Man, you know what? We definitely need to rewrite these laws. So everybody is held to the same standard. Everybody's accountable for their actions. Whether you're a regular civilian, whether you're a police officer, whatever the hell you are, you will be held accountable. Most would think that in 2020, and matter of fact, here I am tripping already. We six days in. It's 2021. Most people would think that that, that should be common across the board. But the actions of what's going on today shows you that there's a set of rules that are meant for us. And according to them, there's a set of rules that are meant for them. And I'm watching them break out windows, knock shit over, tear down barricades. The same exact shit that they said we should be ran over in the streets, killed in the streets, shot. I'm watching them do the same thing 
and it's met with applause. My cousin just showed me a picture of somebody that I went to school with. I ain't going to call him out by name because I ain't trying to get nothing started. I ain't that kind of person. But I'm going to read this shit out loud. We the people are about to take our country back the old-fashioned way. Stand up, be proud, and never, ever back down. That sounds just like some Trump shit. That sounds just like some Trump shit, and that's what I'm saying. Like, you too fucking stupid to understand that he's getting you roused up to do his fucking dirty work while he kicked back with his fucking feet up. He's not the president anymore. And he got 14 days. There ain't nothing Donald Trump can do for you at this point in time. So why are you sitting around spitting out his rhetoric? It's crazy. It's crazy. And that's what I'm saying. Like, like you got to be stupid. You got to be extremely stupid. And I also had a friend four or five years ago that said that their pastor told them that Trump was sent from God. And that's why they voted for Trump. And I'm saying to myself, like, what about this man exemplifies God-like behavior? And that's when it's just like, all right, man, like, <laughs> that's why I said we just going to have to agree to disagree. And I've never disrespected that person. I've all, I've, to this day, I still talk to him. That's just their opinion versus mine. But it goes back to what happened today. And that's why I turned the mic on and I'm going to leave it alone because I'm just kind of rambling or whatever. But it's like after seeing this shit and you see the double standards that exist, these people been out here. I've been watching this again since like 12. It's almost five o'clock. And these people are still out here roaming and walking around freely with no resistance. Every now and then they'll show a, a picture of a few police officers with some riot gear. They're mobilizing, getting together. But I don't see them forcing this crowd. It looks like they might have got them off the steps or whatever. But in my opinion, this entire crowd should be dispersed and told to sit home. Matter of fact, they said it's a six o'clock curfew. There's no way in hell that these people are going to get out and be back home by six o'clock, which is the same shit that happened here in Louisville. But guess what? Because it's quote unquote related to Donald Trump and the uh, patriotism, they should be able to stand out there all night. So correct me if I'm wrong. You got one group of people that are protesting because somebody lost their life and they're just asking for the police officers to be arrested to be held accountable. That's worse than a guy who lost an election with no evidence of any kind of tampering, no evidence of any kind of fraudulent votes. He lost. This is a bunch of fucking people that are throwing a temper tantrum, a, a hissy fit because they lost. And that's okay. So as I'm sitting here watching this, I'm just speaking my mind, saying what I want to because I'm entitled to do that. And I said, look at these fucking pilgrims and another friend of mine, which I at least I thought was a friend and which I know now it, it ain't because I've been deleted and blocked and whatever else. And again, you're entitled to do whatever you want to. I ain't going to talk bad about you. I'm not going to say nothing because hell, if you listen to this, you'll know where I stand. I don't have no ill will. I don't have no hard feelings. I said what I said and I'm going to stand on that. I said, look at these fucking pilgrims and their privilege. And I was met with that's racist. And I'm saying, like, if the word pilgrim is racist, 
and you feel that way, then I don't know what else to tell you. Because the, nothing about the word pilgrim is fucking racist. And the conversation was, well, how would you like it if I called you what your ancestors were when you know that my ancestors were pilgrims? And I, I had to sit down for a minute because I'm like, wait a minute, what? How would you like it if I called you what your ancestors were? My ancestors didn't ask to be fucking slaves. They were captured. They were sold. They were made to be slaves. They were held against their own will and mutilated and brutalized if they didn't agree to terms, which was work the fields, clean the houses, do all your dirty work, basically build this entire fucking country. If they didn't do it, they were killed. Had their legs chopped off, had their arms chopped off, had their genitals mutilated, mutated, whatever the word is, separated from their loved ones. Uh, I don't remember nobody saying that you had to be a fucking pilgrim and made you be one. I use that term because at the end of the day in school, according to how it was taught, we, we learned about the Mayflower. We learned about pilgrims coming over here and settling with the Indians and having Thanksgiving and this and that. But in reality, the older you get and you understand what the fuck actually took place, pilgrims were not happy with their current situation. So they got mad and, and staged a, a revolt and they ended up over here because they was trying to flee. They was trying to get away from their current situations because they were unhappy. And they came over here and next thing you know, you conquer America. You push the Indians out of place, force them out and take everything that they got. So at the end of the day, like I didn't mean to use the word pilgrims in no racist tone. I meant to use it the way I used it. People who don't like the current situation, they get pissed off and try to take matters into their own hands or do what they think is in the best interest of them, regardless of how you impact and, and hurt others. So anytime I use the damn word pilgrims, that's exactly what I'm implying. People who feel the rules don't fucking apply to them. And I'll say it again until the day I take my last breath. We're looking at a situation right now where people are unhappy with the results because it don't go in their favor. So they're going to throw a fucking hissy fit trying to change shit that can't be undone. That's real pilgrim like if you ask me. So for whatever reason, if you took offense to that and your feelings was hurt behind that, I don't have no control over that. And I damn sure ain't going to apologize for it. And I definitely ain't going to accept the fact that you try to say that I'm fucking racist. Because at the end of the day, guess what? The truth fucking hurts. The truth hurts. And uh, if I was sitting around throwing out a bunch of uh, racist rhetoric, a bunch of racist terms, then you have every right in the world to call me racist. And if you really want to be technical, I don't think black people can be racist. I can be prejudiced, but I can't be racist because at the end of the day, a racist is somebody who thinks that their race is superior to every other race. And last time I checked, how can a black person in America feel that their race is superior when we're the fucking minority? So it ain't even possible for me to think that black people are the best fucking thing that ever happened to this country when we're the minority. I ain't never heard the term black supremacist. 
again, that's where we can agree to disagree and you can insert your I respectfully disagree. Whoever listens to this and feel free to reach out to me if you want to talk about it, because the mic is always open. That's one thing that I said here in 2021. I, I tried to filter my conversations. I tried to not cuss, try to not talk about politics and this and that. But bump that. Life is short. I don't know how long I got on this earth. After I lost my mother, she was only 62 years old. So I'm going to talk about anything I want to. Whatever happens, it just happens and I'll face the consequences later. But I know for a fact that I ain't said nothing that's racist. I ain't said nothing that's going to make anybody feel uncomfortable. If I can learn about pilgrims in a fucking textbook, then I can use the word pilgrim on a Facebook status, on an Instagram status. That ain't that ain't me shouting out uh, words that I know are offensive. The N word or calling white people out of their name and using words that I know are offensive or the Washington football team, formerly known as the Redskins. Uh, indigenous people said that the term Redskins was something that they found offensive. So after years and years and years of fighting for that, they finally decided to change something. I ain't never heard nobody say they're offended by the word pilgrim. So if you're trying to read in between the lines and find some kind of underlying meaning in the, the the term that I use, I'm telling you now, your your thought process is all the way off anyway. I'm looking at the behavior of all these people out here on Capitol Hill and how they're responding to what Trump has told them to do. And Trump has told them is happening, which is completely false. So because they're disgruntled and unhappy with the results of the election, they're going to take to the streets. They're going to try to change some shit that can't be changed. That's pilgrim like behavior. If you really understand what the fuck really took place during that time. So that's why I said what I said. And again, I'm like, uh, racist <laughs> black people racist. Like, again, that's a whole nother conversation. I ain't even going to dive into, but I said what I said. I don't think black people can be racist. I can be prejudiced, but I can't be racist. Because at the end of the day, at no point in time in the history of America has black people been the the uh, the majority. We've always been a minority. We still fighting for equal rights. We still fighting for equal opportunity. So at what point in time can I possibly believe that blacks are the superior race? We don't own shit. We don't run nothing. We asking for a seat at the table still to this day. So how the fuck can I walk in a room and say that blacks are the superior race to what? But again, that's why I'm like, dog, like I, I felt some kind of way when like you're going to say that I'm I'm racist and then follow that up with deleting me because a few other people called called the shit out too. like, come on, fam, like you, you tripping behind that. The word pilgrim is racist. And that's what I'm saying. Like, we ain't got to agree on everything. But at the end of the day, if I don't allow you to educate me and you don't allow yourself to be educated, then we can't ever have a conversation. And that's the problem. If you ask me, that's the problem with all of this. Like you're so affiliated to a party to where you don't even know if you're voting against your best interests or not, because all you know is. My aunts, my dad, my mother, my grandparents, they all voted Democrat or they all voted Republican. So I'm I'm only going to affiliate myself with what they done, regardless of if it goes against my best interests or not. And it's crazy. 
It's crazy. Like I said, man, I'm I'm a, I'm gonna wrap it up because it looks like finally after four hours, the police are trying to mobilize and get things in order. It's getting ready to be nightfall, so ain't no telling what's gonna happen. But if you ask me, all of this was planned because now until they vote and get the electoral votes counted, they can't move on with the inauguration. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong. I heard them say that they can go somewhere and do this at a different location. But it's like, how long is that going to take? And with the power of social media these days, it's like, shit, it's only a matter of time before people realize where they at. And what you go storm that building. So Trump is using this as an opportunity for them to stall. And the longer we wait, the longer he gets to sit in that seat. And you're talking about a country at this point that is vulnerable. If I was a world leader and I'm sitting here watching this, man, I'm I'm licking my chops. Like the United States is is all the way messed up right now. We are all the way divided right now. So what better time than to come over here and fuck some shit up than now? And it's all because of your your wonderful, wonderful, wonderful president Donald Trump. It's just crazy. But like I said, man, I'm I'm gonna stop it here. Anybody that's listening to this, feel free to contact me. Let me know your thoughts. We can debate it. We can talk about it, whatever. But, uh, man, it's 2021. Like I said, dude, uh, I lost my mother. Never in a million years that I think I would have went through what I went through. And that's something that I'm going to talk about on the next episode. I want to, I want to, I just want to sit down and just relax use it as a therapeutic moment and just and talk about all the wonderful times and memories that I had with my mother while she was here. But I just thought that, man, this, this man, we, we watching history right now. They literally tried to get Congress to overturn an election. This would have been the first time in the history of this country. And I ain't gonna say would have been because hell, they still ain't, they ain't done voting yet. Ain't no telling what might happen. And he, Donald Trump put all these people in position for this shit to happen. That's the scary part. He done appointed all these judges and all these people and put them in position so that when this shit happened, he already had his ducks in a row and he could have done what he done. So thankfully, a few of the Republicans got a little bit of backbone in them and stood up to that bullshit because now you're talking about a dictatorship. We ain't even talking about a democracy no more. And I'm like, this wouldn't make the United States no different than fucking Cuba or China or anywhere else. Like the shit that y'all love going overseas to fight for is the same shit that you sitting over here trying to create. And you too stupid to even see that as wow. But anyways, man, I'm out of here, man. It's like this. This is just and I the, the messed up part is I can't stop watching it like this is historic. Like this is going to be in textbooks. And we in the middle of a pandemic and it's like people don't even care no more, man. People don't even care no more like this. This is a time where it's just like I have no idea what's going to happen next. And what do you teach your children? This is the example that the adults are leaving for these children out here, man. It's just it's sad. It's sad. But anyways, man, uh, it's 2021. Hopefully I'll turn a new leaf with this podcast. I got me some uh, equipment to where hopefully I can start a YouTube channel, start recording them and uh, 
get it going, man. Like I said, man, y'all like, share, comment. Give me some feedback on this. 2021, we taking this to a whole new level. And again, thank y'all for listening, man. I done got through 30 some episodes. A lot of people share it. Give me comments and stuff on it. And I, I definitely thank y'all and appreciate y'all. And uh, hopefully, man, God watches over this country. And hopefully we don't have any more events like today. And it don't lead to no civil war and stuff like that. Because you got to think, this is just in Washington, D.C. Like, how many people across this entire country feel like the people that stormed Capitol Hill, but they just can't get to Capitol Hill? So now that's the shit that you got to think about, too, is like, am I going to be able to walk into a grocery store without somebody that's getting all roused up and trying to stand behind their president and create controversy? And now you got all kind of random acts of terrorism all across the country, because if you ask me, this is these are terrorists. These are terrorists. Take it how you want to. Terrorists. Pilgrims, so to speak. Shit, I'm out of here. Crank Leo ass toasted. No competition. I'm Misha Coasting. Yeah. I feel so high. I feel so live.